When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I know y'all hear me say that all the time, but I truly am excited about each and every guest that comes on, each and every topic that we talk about to empower us in the kingdom of God. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, and I am telling you, you can have authority in your territory as God gives you the gifting to do so. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. And he has gifted us with gifts, spiritual gifts, to operate and navigate in our life's journey for his glory. What an honor it is. And guess what? He gives us the will to do it, the power to do it. He gives us range to do it, and we are to do it for his glory. And as long as we're doing it for his glory, I'm telling you, you're going to have kingdom authority. I thank God for this evening. I thank God for this opportunity. This is definitely the day that the Lord has made, and I am going to be going to rejoice and be glad in it. I invite you to rejoice and be glad in it with me tonight and with my wonderful guests on tonight. It is an honor to have these two young ladies with us tonight, honor to see their journey, to see their walk, and see from A to Z. And they're still not done, so I can't really say Z. A to at least F or T, because God is still working through and in them. And so it's exciting to see what God is doing. And I'm encouraged. Are you encouraged by what others are doing for themselves and for the Lord or for the Lord through themselves? I hope you are. And so we're going to talk about that, keeping a clean house. Now, I know a lot of y'all said, keeping a clean house, what are you talking about tonight? And I got some messages back and got some 
um, behind-the-scenes messages about it. But we're going to help you understand some things tonight. Now, it's not about your dirty clothes on the side, although that has something to do with how what we're going to talk about because it can impact you. However, we are talking about the temple of God, and that's your temple that is his temple. Let's pray, and then we'll get into tonight's broadcast with our wonderful guest, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. We honor you, and we bless you, Father. You are the great I am. You are the keeper. You are the keeper of our soul. Oh, God, you watch over us, and you are Yahweh. You are Jehovah. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and Lord, you're Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Thank you, oh, God, that we have the victory because you are over us. It is a to know that you are our God and we can go to you, we can run to you, and that you have enough mercy, God, and grace to gift us with these spiritual gifts, the understanding, God, and the fortitude and the tenacity, Father, to clean up our house, God, so that you can dwell there. We are grateful for tonight's broadcast, Father. We are grateful that you have joined us together, Lord, in different cities. Thank you for all of our listening audience, Father. Thank you, O Lord, that they understand it's time to clean up house, Father. And we lift up the two guests on tonight. Lord, you do the work through them. Let it not be them, let it not be me, but you get the glory. Hallelujah. You get the glory. It is due you and you are worthy. Oh, you are so worthy, God. And so, God, on tonight, we send this broadcast to the people that need to hear this, oh, God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that someone will be blessed. Someone will be Someone will be blessed, someone will be encouraged, and someone will be empowered to do better, to do more. And, Father, just to continue on this path, I pray it all in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, let's go to our scripture because I want to get our guests on rather quickly on tonight. Um, our scripture reading, one of them actually tonight, is from Second Chronicles the um, 29th chapter. I'm going to read the sixth verse. It's the Old Testament scripture. Listen to this. Why is it so important to clean up? Cleaned up in the Bible times. This is kingdom authority. It's so important to clean up our temple. Listen, the, then the priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the debris that they found in the temple of the Lord to the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it out and carried it to the brook Kidron. So, there's so many scriptures. There's all in Matthew, the 21st chapter, Mark 11:15. so many different ones. And we'll jump into a few, um, and our guests will jump into a few throughout this broadcast. But ever since the beginning, God wanted a temple built for him so that he could dwell. The Ark of the Covenant was his presence. And so um, he wanted this temple so the people would have a place to meet up in the presence of the Lord. And in Second Chronicles, this particular um, chapter, we're talking about the priest going in and cleaning up the inner part of the house of the Lord, the inner part where the holies of holies were, the inner part so that the people of God can experience, the priest could experience the holies of holies. And so we're going to relate that to today's time and why it's so important to clean up Three different areas we're talking about on tonight, the temple, your house that you dwell in, because you do know that dwells within the house. You do know that, right? When our spirit leaves, 
it leaves a house here on her earth. And so we want to talk about that on tonight. And so ever since this time, the, the priest understood the importance of making sure there wasn't any debris, anything that was going to obstruct the presence of the Lord. And so we want to go forth and go deep into this. I don't know how deep, but we're going to go somewhere into this. And we're just going to be um, blessed by these two young ladies that are coming on tonight. So first of all, I want to introduce to you um, our first guest, and she's going to just come on and just greet you all in the name of the Lord in the only way she knows how, and also tell you, tell you all something about herself. And that's none other than Miss Algery Wilson. Are you there, Miss Algery? Yes, I am. Praise Hello, everybody. God. I'm so glad. Yes, go ahead and greet them and tell them something about yourself. Um, glory to God. I am a God-fearing woman and a health activist that have always tried to share the gifts that God has given me. I'm a wife of 44 years, mother of two wonderful daughters, a godmother, a god-grandmother to six beautiful children. I have been physically active for the last 30-plus years and have led many others to the fountain of lifestyle change that God continues to um, replenish. Oh, wow. Wait, first of all, we have to celebrate the marriage, 44 years of marriage. Is that what you said? 44 years. It'll be 45 in February. We've been together oh, almost 50 goodness. years in all reality because we, we, we dated four years before we got married. Um, but it's, 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 it's been a journey in itself, but I'm not uh, regretful at all. Oh, that's a blessing. I'm telling you. I celebrate the two of you for 44 years and then almost 50 years of being together. You don't hear of that <laughs> too much these days. And so I honor no. you two. Yeah. I honor Thank you. you two for that. Praise God. And so I also want to bring on our second guest because we want to jump into quite a bit of stuff in this next hour or hour and a half or however long we're on tonight. Miss um, Sia. Bonjo, I keep saying Bobon. Bonjo is on the line with us tonight all the way in Texas. See, are you there? Yes, ma'am, I am. Um, can you greet our listening audience, please? Absolutely, absolutely. Good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Um, first and foremost, I just want to say I truly count it an honor and a privilege. Um, I don't take it lightly at all when I am asked to speak to God's people, because we are such precious people. So I just first and foremost just want to say thank you for this opportunity to just share my word, um, share my experience with God's people, and hopefully my story, our stories, our testimonies, um, our encouragement can really bless somebody on today. I am currently residing in Houston, Texas, um, member of the United States Air Force, (laughs) member of the United States Air Force for the past two years. Um, graduate of the University of Oklahoma, preparing to get my master's um, in physician's assistant studying. I have been physically active pretty much my whole life, really got deep into it in 2005, and I'll share that story shortly. And I am also a very, very proud member of Calvary International here in Houston, Texas, where my pastor is um, the Honorable Bishop George Dawson and First Lady Sharonda Dawson. Yes. All right. And I'm familiar with that area. I'll tell you that. My family's all in Houston. I hope they own tonight too. Yeah, we got 
someone from Houston on. Come on here now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Sister Algery, I can't, because this is my father in the ministry, I can't let you go without saying something about your church and your pastor. I was, you know, I was, I just, I just realized that that uh, as a member of Grace Temple Baptist Church and and Grady D. Uh, Scott has been um, there for, for 28 years, and he's the best pastor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God! Are we going We about to go into the who, who's the best pastor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's rubbed off. He's rubbed off on me. Because I know Bishop Dawson is by far the best on this side of heaven. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, let's just jump in here. I want to um, go into. So this is kind of almost be a Q and A session. I want you all to elaborate on some things. Um, and sh- and I'll give you some time to share some things at the end because we want to make sure people understand what this cleaning up the house is all about. So I want to first talk about um, physical fitness and, and journey our way into emotional fitness and spiritual fitness. So I will ask you, and we'll start with um, Ms. Algeri on this one. I will ask you and just how and why um, you got started on your journey for physical fitness? Well, basically, it started from when I was working. They used to have a nurse come in and do um, high blood pressure. And so I was down there, and, you know, normally I'd get a snack out of the, the, the vending machine while I'm down there. But I was sitting there, and she looked at me. She said, you have a headache, don't you? And I looked at her, and I said, yeah, how do you know? She said, because I'm looking at your reading. She said, you need to go and see your doctor. So I went and saw my doctor, and after discussing it, some of the things with him, I knew I needed to make some lifestyle changes in my diet. No salt, physical exercise, and starting to take medications to control my blood pressure. Also, I was not happy with the person I saw when I looked in the mirror or even when I purchased clothes. So, in fact, you know, very seldom did I even have motivation to buy clothes for myself. So those were some of the the reasons why I started along this journey, that I wanted to make myself better for my health as well as to make myself um, feel better inside. Wow. And I want to touch on some things about that in just a few moments. But, see, I want to hear from you sure. of how and why you got started on your journey for physical fitness. Absolutely. Um, so what's interesting, if you can bear with me this night, it won't be too long, but – um, when you first asked me to, you know, be a guest on the show, God immediately said to me, Sia, it's time. And I knew exactly what he was talking about, and since I was terrified because um, how I started this journey isn't a happy-go-lucky, it's not a sun-filled, bright, sunny morning story. Um, it's actually kind of dark, and I thank God for it because from the darkness, I am able to shed so much light to so many people and be such a blessing. Um, but I really got deep into this journey in 2005 when I lost my father, um, and I've always been active, but that's when the physical and the emotional and the mental all came together. Um, I lost my father in 2005, and I was, I was in an extremely dark place, um, and I knew Jesus, still knew him very well. I knew how to pray, Holy Ghost still speaking in tongues. I knew him, um, read my word, everything, so you can say, quote, unquote, I've, I've been saved for, for quite some time. So um, I actually tried to take my life. 
um, in 2005 when I lost my father. It was a um, one of the darkest moments I've ever had. And I remember sitting in the garage, and it's so funny because God will keep you from yourself sometimes. I remember sitting in the garage, um, and I had a garage that wasn't an automatically open garage. So you would have to actually get up and physically pull the garage open open it. Had a tank full of gas sitting in my car, and that's how I decided I was going to go ahead and take myself out of here because I thought it was my choice. Um, Sat in that car for hours and hours, fell asleep, woke up, and the garage door had opened up on its own. And I said, really, Lord? Really? So you're just not going to let me get out of this misery? And he was like, this isn't your life. This is this is mine. This This is me. I got this. I went to the gym that day, and I poured everything I had into every piece of equipment in that gymnasium. Um, and I felt a freedom. I felt all the pain and and everything being lifted off of me. And, and people, a lot of people that know me know I lift. You know, I, I, I get in the gym and I lift heavy. And I felt strength, not just externally, but internally. I felt pain being just removed from my body. And I always tell people, um, your pain will push you to your purpose if you trust the process. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I trusted the process and I allowed my pain to just transform me into somebody who you see today. So I don't tell many people that. My mother's probably listening, so I'm sure, I'm sure as soon as I get off, she's going to call me crying and fussing. But, um yeah, that dark place is really what brought me into fitness and what, quote, unquote, saved my life, you know. So that, that's how I got started in fitness. Well, that is interesting on both parts because I hear from so many different people either version um, um, of some type of pain that pushes them into this, you know, um, some type of disappointing doctor visit, you know, or looking at themselves in the mirror or, you know, um, even the loss of a loved one or for, for anything, uh, going into a dark place in their life. All of that normally, not normally, but oftentimes I hear that from people who have um, transitioned their life into something better. So let, let's talk about, I want to talk, and this is probably going to take a little longer than I thought. Let's talk about the doctor visit, Miss Algery, because I have a friend named Elaine who also had a doctor visit. Her mother had passed, and, and, and you probably know her, and her mother had passed. She found herself in a place of darkness, and, but then she went to the doctor, and she was going to start facing some of the, um, the ailments, the physical ailments that her mother faced, and she chose to lose over 75 pounds. She chose that. Yeah. And now on a health business. Yep. Let's talk about a little bit more about, because there's people that have, have had those encounters and also have the encounters of, I see myself in this mirror. I do not like what I see. I don't like what's looking back. That can't be me. And then they go into this spiral. Help us out how we can transition from those moments to physical fitness. Well, I'm I'm sitting there thinking that that was my first doctor's appointment because I would say it was my second doctor's appointment after I got here in um, in Tucson because what I really recognized was probably the um, the lar- the largest realization is that I was in a yo what they call the yo yo effect 
you lose weight because I would do stuff that would help temporarily, you know, diet here, diet there. You know, I've been on a lot of different diets and I was, I was, I was yo-yoing and it wasn't until I was getting ready to move here to Tucson that I had a going away party and someone took a picture. I guess, like I said, I was looking at myself in the mirror, but I didn't see what I saw in that picture. And when I saw in that picture, it just really hit me like a ton of bricks. And then the incentive that I needed to take this seriously came about as I was talking to the doctor when I transitioned here. And she said those dreaded words to me. She said, you know, you're about to become a diabetic unless you do something. And in my heart, this is something I know I didn't want to do because I've lost, my God, I have lost my, my whole Kansas City connection almost because of diabetes and dying young. And that's when I, when I looked at that, I said, you know, I can't go this way. I can't go this way. This is not what my mother taught me to do. She taught me to pick myself up. And I was also, um, I lost my mother at 18. So knowing about that dark place is true. But somehow, you know, somehow I I managed to keep going to school because that was her her goal for me. If I did nothing else, I had to finish school. She did not want me to walk in in her steps of not having an education, taking care of myself. So that was the other thing I was thinking about. Well, I got little kids. I need to take care of myself. Otherwise, they're going to be going through what I went through unnecessarily because I have control. I can do something about this. So that, so when it comes to that diabetes, that's a, that's a disease that's no joke. You know, you can lose limbs, lose your sight. There's so many things that you can do that when the doctor said to me, those dreaded words, you're about to become a diabetic unless you do something. And those are the key words to me, unless I did something. So then there I came home with my husband. He stepped at the plate, allowed me to set some what I call me time. That's what I've always termed me time so I can do something for myself. And it's non-negotiable unless it's a, a dire emergency. It's not negotiable. I've got to get my exercise done. Even when I work, I say, boss, I'm going to come back after I shower, but I'm going to go get my class. I'm going 5 30. I got an appointment I can't miss. So those were some of the struggles and how I kind of overcame them is with the help of family and, uh, and self-determination, some, some, you know, some, some sustainable goals, attainable goals, you know, a little day at a time, not overwhelmingly so I cannot be successful. So that's how it was. It was not just one doctor. It was two doctors that really hit me wow. that made me realize. Well, let's talk about yeah, did I answer? Did I answer your that question? That is profound. Absolutely. That is profound because so many people um, do endure those moments. There's a article that I read many years ago, and it says change or die. And so it, yeah. it, it talks about, you know, being able to see that you have to change something in your life or else you're mm-hmm. going to die. And it does talk about that doctor visit. Some people do change. Right. Some people just die because they, right. they, they, they just choose not to change. I want to talk, Sia, mm-hmm. um, real quick, how did you transition or help others about that transition from um, either depression um, or just um, sadness and grief that caused you to go into this life journey for physical fitness? 
Well, I know just for myself, um, I had to make a decision. You know, um, I thank God for being able to hear his voice, you know, and he, mm-hmm. he never left me. You know, I was I was on that journey by myself. When I lost my father, you know, you have your friends and you have your family members that reach out to you, but they have their own lives, you know. Not everybody's going to reach out to you every day and knock on your door every day. So you have to figure out how to encourage yourself. And when I tell you my father was my best friend, um, I, I talk about him now, my eyes are getting watered because that's how close we were. However, God never left me through that whole situation. Um, so I had to pull myself up. You know, I had to wake up and say, it's not about fear. You know, there are people that need me, uh, my family, my friends. I, I know God is going to use me in a mighty way. This is just the beginning. So I knew then that I couldn't let myself stay there. And I instill that in the people that I surround myself with, especially my clients, because my fitness company is about a whole body transformation. A lot of times we focus on what we look at, like on the outside. Well, I want to fit into this, or I want to make sure when I go to my reunion, all my friends see me, and that's great. It is. You want to look a certain way. I understand that. However, you can look like a million bucks on the outside and not just, you know, just look like the part but your insides are dying internally your soul is dying your mental status is dying because we walk every day in the truth and the trust of God but there are people who know Jesus very well and go home and are dying and we forget about those people because they put on a good front because when you know Jesus you have to you have to be happy but let's be honest, all days mm-hmm. are happy days. We choose to make those days happy, and it's a choice. And I was just telling a friend the other day, I make a choice every day how my day is going to go, regardless of what comes my way, because I, it, it's on me. It's not on anybody else. People can be hateful every day. They can be nice every day. But what I've decided to do is make sure that I'm that positive seer each and every day. So mm-hmm. my clients understand that it starts in your mind. You you can say, I want to lose this a certain amount of weight or I want to gain this because there are some clients I have that want to gain weight. Um, but you have to choose, make, make a decision in your mind that you're going to be positive. Regardless of what occurs every day, once you step in the gym or once you get on this journey of a healthy lifestyle, your mindset mm-hmm. has to be changed. Everything that's going on is still going to go on. But you have to make a choice in how you're going to react to it. And I always tell mm-hmm. you, I always say, God doesn't look at the situation. He doesn't look at the test. He looks at how you react to the test. So what's your reaction going to be? Oh. Are you going to get a standing ovation from God? Or is he going to be disappointed in you? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm yeah, yeah. You, I, I heard a lot from that. So, you um you stated that and I wanna recap some things so that people can hear what um I don't want them to miss what was just said. Um yes, Miss Algerie, you talked about it's an appointment and it's your it's your time, your me time. And so many mm-hmm. times we don't do that. We don't it we see we think me time appointments are not that important. But they are critical because we cannot take care of anyone else unless we take care of ourselves. And that's, that's right. why so many people, so many caregivers of loved ones, 
I don't know if you all have seen this, but a lot of them pass before the person <laughs> that they're taking care of because yeah, they yeah. don't yeah. take that time, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, part of having authority in the kingdom of God is knowing when to do something and when not to do something. And I I know that, you know, we're supposed to take care of everyone, you know, and God says deny yourself. I get that. But there are times when Jesus had to steal away in order to get empowered and encourage himself. That's right. There were times he crossed Mm -hmm. over the water and so that he could not have to be pressed by the crowd. So don't miss that point. That was a powerful, powerful point Miss Algerie stated. I heard you, Messia. It wasn't about fear. People need you. And so if they needed mm-hmm. you, you had to get yourself together. Listen, people of God, I this I'm I'm so you two have just, just made my baby spiritual baby leap. I have I have often wondered why I am so trapped. This is being transparent, trapped by fear at times. And the enemy wants us to be fearful. He wants us to stay in our low places because he knows when we come out, Messia, then we're going to have, we're going to have just what we needed in the first place. It thrusts us into our purpose, and as a result of our purpose, we can help the people because we go through the process. That is so critical, so critical. And so I am – I'm going to stop and pause a moment because I want to get to the next part about emotional fitness. But I am declaring in your business that your clients will be thrust into their purpose because you went through Mm -hmm. the process. And God will open up doors for you in the name of Jesus because you allow God to take you through the process of that. That You can't take that lightly because I tell you, fear, grief, that level of grief comes from fear of being without. And it's because we don't trust enough in God to be who he says he is to us in every situation. Not because we just being, it could be that we just don't understand, it could be just we don't know, or it could just be we're rebelling. Most of the time it's because people don't know God as a mama, know God as a father, know God as a husband, know God as a wife, know God as a healer, know God as a deliverer. Most of the time it's because we don't know him to be that thing until we get in that situation. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And yes, so right. I admonish right. you. It, it's so mm-hmm. amazing. Okay, let, let me let me say let me let me make, move on because we there are several things I want to ask you all now. So many things. Oh my goodness. What has the <laughs> impact of your physical fitness been on friends and family? How has the the physical part, just the physical part, them seeing the transformation in you all? Well, ba- well, basically. Um, I realized right away that I was being a role model, that um, that I had people around me wanting to emulate. People who even saw me at the gym would say, like, wow, what have you been doing? Or friends I might, or possibly I haven't worked with in a long time will see me, and, and, their, and their expression made me realize that, man, I'm, I must have been an elephant. 
you know, because they were just overwhelmed by what I had done um, that they want to know because they want to emulate it. They want to see what you're doing. Like I have my brother who knew exactly where I was when he were, we were all arriving at the hotel for a family reunion. He knew exactly where I was. He went straight to the to the gym area to see me. I'm on the treadmill because even on vacation, exercise don't get a break. I mean, sitting around, you can be doing some constructive push-up, sit-ups. I don't care, walking in place. Um, and today, what I'm proud of my brother, he is a living um, the best for himself. He's eating right, swimming, hiking, doing these things that he trust me, he would not have been doing long ago. That's um, awesome. And he, awesome. you know, and even while I was on vacation, people thought I was crazy because I was asking for extra grilled asparagus while they're sitting with chocolate cake and ice cream. <laughs> you know, I told him, hey, it's not willpower. It's me that I've got goals. I've got priority. When I have a high-calorie food, I want it to be on my terms. I want it when I want it, mm. and I want it to be a favorite. You know, I just don't want to have some simple something off the menu. I want to make sure it's something I really want. So by just setting, you know, with the help of God, setting those simple goals that I can reach one day at a time. Ms. Thea? Um, I, 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 of course, just, I just want to say we often think ministry is strictly behind the pulpit, and that's not the case. Wow. Um, you, wow. in your own, um, are a minister. Uh, each and every person that's listening, you you are a minister. You're ministering to somebody, and sometimes you don't even know it. And I say that to mm-hmm. say my testimony here in itself because, since I had no idea you were watching my journey like you were. I post what I post, and I keep it moving. Um, but I get this often that people, you know, send me messages on Facebook, or if they'll see me out, or they'll call or they'll text me, whatever the case may be, and say, since you inspired me. I got back in the gym, and I did this, and I did that, and and it's just, it's amazing because you don't know who is watching you. You don't know right. how the life that you're living, not just this mm-hmm. physical fitness, this is deeper than just physical fitness, but the life that you're living, people are watching. So what are they watching? Are they watching it so they can mimic what you're doing? And if so, is it something yeah. that God would be pleased with? So when I got on this journey, I didn't think that I would have so many people. And like I say, this is only the beginning. And I say that in, in a boastful way in God, not in me. Um, this is only the beginning. So when I get to that platform where God is, is propelling me to, I can only imagine the type of people that I'm going to reach. And I thank God for the people that I've already reached because my my business is really referral. It's word of mouth. You know, my clients tell somebody else, hey, Hire Sia because of X, Y, and Z. And a lot of my clients, of course, they say because she gets results, but I always hear she cares about your full body transformation. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what really touches me. You know, and, and when I got in this on this journey, I told God, I said, if I'm going to help your people transform their lives, I don't want it just to be about making money and just about how they look. I really want their whole lives to be changed. I want to impact them in some way. So I really believe that... Um, you know, there's people watching us, guys, and, and we have to be mindful of that. All the time. It's hard, too. You know, it, it can That's be right. hard because some days you, you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to eat that asparagus. You want to have that ice yes, cream, those brownies. No, I don't. I want a hamburger right now. But <laughs> I know that I have a goal. There's certain things that I'm trying to accomplish, and I know there's certain things that I have to deny, you know. Um, and I just want to expound really quick on something she said about me time. We make time for everything else. 
I guarantee mm-hmm. you we do. I know right now yep. I'm going to call my best friend and say, let's go have some crawfish. She could be there. She's going to get up and we're going to have some crawfish because she loves it. People make time for what's important to them. So you have to make mm-hmm. your health, your physical fitness, you have to make it important to you because it's just as important as the words that you read for your soul. Your physical fitness is just as important as that is. So you have to make time for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Miss Aldrea, I want you to share some of the stuff, the scriptures, um, a couple of the scriptures that you um, had for physical fitness, and then we're going to transition into emotional fitness. For physical fitness, I had um, 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And did and you I have think I had, oh, I had one more. I had Luke. I had. I had also Luke five thirty one, and Jesus answering said unto them, "They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick." And I looked at that from the standpoint: when you're sick, you got to find a way to get yourself better. You've got to take it upon yourself and make sure that you can get the help that you need physically, mentally to get what you need to nurture this temple of God. Wow. Wow. Can you share the one that you had for, um, um, actually what I want you guys to do before we transition to emotion is talk about your routine, if it's daily or whenever, as you're working on your outward body. Share a little bit of what that routine looks like because someone may not know where to start, you know, can you both share that with us? Do you want me to go okay, first, Tia? Do you want to take that one? Yes, ma'am. You can go ahead. You want ahead. me to go? Yes, you can go first. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my routine, <laughs> like she said, there's days you be saying, Lord, I don't want to get up. Lord, I don't want to go to the gym. Lord, I don't even want to go. Because me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big walker. And it's, I don't even feel like going walking, but... I, I, all I can say, and this is being honest, I just think about it, I dig deep and recognize, look at the other side. God's going to help me get through the storm. I just got to get up and get there and do what I have to do. And when it's all over, I can actually, honestly, and I do, look back and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm done. I'm through. And I feel good. I'm energized. Because normally, even when you're feeling sluggish, if you honestly do get up and, and move, you get up and walk, walk, do some walking, do some push-ups, whatever, some, you know, some stretching. Things like this actually energize because the body is made to move. It is not made to lay still other than the fact that you're sleeping and you're sitting because you have to work or you're sitting through church or what you have to sit through. But when there's times that you can move, your body is excited. It, it's all these different hormones and all the different things that are going on that even if you started walking slowly, and you start doing 15 minutes before you know it, your body's going to say, come on now, we can do 20. And before you know it, the body's going to say, come on, we can do 30. We can do 45. Mm-hmm. Your body will literally be craving it because it feels so good. Not to mention all the, the healthy things that you get a chance to 
um, benefit from stress, relieving your stress. So a lot of times they'll help you with your sleep. Um, and from as far as getting ready is just knowing all the benefits on that other side. When I go through that storm, that God's going to help me get through. When I get there, I can shake my hands in the sky and say, hallelujah, Lord, I am here. Because even when I'm walking three miles, when I'm walking back towards my car, I, my car may not be truly in sight, but I can say, Lord, I can see my car. And that, and that keeps me going forward as I'm walking, knowing that I'm getting ready to celebrate because I did this for the glory of God. And when you're doing that, that also helps get you through um, getting started. Like I say, I, I know it's not easy, but it's taking it five minutes, ten minutes, and each day increasing it. So that's good. Getting that, that's, that's my getting good. ready. Thea, what does your routine look like? Exercise routine. Um, well, I actually I, I start my day very early. <laughs> I start my day about four a.m. Um, you know, I have prayer and devotion. Have to get myself mentally ready, and I, I really love to work out early in the morning if I can. If not, I'll, I'll go in the evening. But um, I try to work out, you know, early in the morning, and. I, I have this, I always say, um, I, I'm good on the scripture, James, um, I believe it's 2 and 17, even, uh, yeah, 2 and 17, even so, faith, if hath not works, is dead being alone. Um, you have to put in the work. I, I always have to tell myself, see, yeah, there's a certain, you know, goal you're trying to accomplish each and every month. I try to set new goals for myself as far as fitness, and I have to put in the work. I have to sacrifice, and we oftentimes you know, and I believe as Christians, as, as you know, people of God, we, we rely on faith so much, we forget the work. There's a lot of work that, that goes in the wow. process of obtaining our goals, you know. And wow. I always try to compete with myself. I notice a lot of times it seems like we're always competing with one another. You know, we want to be better than the next person or this person's goals. And, you know, this is the society we live in now where the people we see on TV, oh, that's relationship goals, that's body goals. Fear is fear goals. Okay, so the fear that is here on June, what month are we in? June 3rd, come next month, those are my goals. Like, I'm my own goals. I'm my own competition. You have to focus on Competing with yourself, being better for yourself every day. And, again, it's not just physically, um, in every aspect. So I make sure I put in that work because people see me and they see that, you know, I'm not out of shape or unhealthy, but it's still a struggle some days. You know, they think, oh, we're in shape. We work out every day. But I have to talk. I, I just said this. I have to talk to myself almost every other day, especially when I have to get up at 4 a.m., to push myself to go to the gym, you know, because it can be a struggle. But I always say faith without work is dead. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. And um, just to expound on what, what Ms. Algerie said, it's, it's a process that every day you have to understand that when you take that first step, that's the biggest step. If you start, <laughs> rejoice in that because that's the hardest part. Is starting because there's so much fear of failure. Well, I'm not going to do it, or who's going to talk about me? You know, I may be overweight, and all these people in the gym are fit. You're starting, and that's big enough in itself to rejoice. Start, mm. rejoice in the beginning. You know, once you once you get that going, and once you start, 
it's over with, man, because it becomes a lifestyle. I tell you, once you get mm. started and after a week or two, it is a lifestyle. It is a habit. And you're going to see wow. behind yourself, wait a minute, I didn't make it to the gym yep. today. You know, and you're going to you're gonna question, well, why didn't I go? Oh, no, I'm going to double up wow. you know, on Friday or go on Sunday since I didn't go today. Watch what I tell you. Watch my words. Anybody that starts this fitness journey, if you're just starting, make it a habit. And once you get that first foot in the door, those steps are going to be yep. easier and lighter every day. I promise you that. That's right. Well, let's, let's let's talk about did your emotional fitness come before or after your journey to physical fitness? Um, for me, I believe it. Whew, um, I, I was I was saved before you know I lost my father. Um, I think I was emotionally sound. I, I've been emotionally sound, but I believe fitness has really brought it has put the, the bow on the box, like it has sealed the deal. It really helps me control my emotions, um, rationalize things. It really, I mean, I, I, I can't express it enough. Fitness has really saved my life. It, it helps me make decisions, you know, and I really think about things before I, I jump out there and do certain things, um, before I react a certain way. And that's my piece. I tell people, when I go to, I call the gym the lab. When I go to the lab, don't bother me, because that's why I just gather myself. Um, this week is a rough week for me, because on the 50th anniversary of my father's passing, and then Father's Day is coming up, and I felt heaviness on me. And I'm like, why am I feeling heavy? And that's just the goodness of God, because God has kept me, you know, in all this time of me losing my father, that sometimes I forget that, oh, it is the anniversary, you know? So I said, let me go to the gym so I can shake this off, so I can get this, you know, emotional state off of me. And that day that I went, I came back, and I was back to, back to myself. And it's okay to have those days. We forget that as well. It's okay to have those days where you're sad or where things might be a little rough. The kids might not be acting right. Your husband might be frustrating. School is stressful. Work is stressful. Get in that gym. Get to the track and walk. And watch how your mind transforms, your emotions change. It's just something, it's a piece. It's a piece that will come about you. So I think mine came even more after I got into physical fitness. It was just like the icing on the cake. Okay. Ms. Algeri, can you um, just go ahead and answer that question as well? Sure, sure. I would say, um, yes, the emotional, the emotional fitness I had to deal with that first, even though at the very beginning I was doing, I thought I was doing, should I say, I was emotionally sound enough to go through this physical. But then again, I recognized that um, I was doing that yo-yo effect I was talking about earlier, that I wasn't yeah. taking this seriously. I, wasn't, I was creating excuses for myself, allowing, let's say, plateaus uh, to distract or even derail me, then find myself on a roller coaster of emotions, because I mean, you're eating emotionally, you know, um, and, you, and, having to recon- and having to take some time and recognize that within yourself, digging deeper, recognizing your environment, what's in my refrigerator, um, that I took myself off this roller coaster, making those plans, setting small but attainable goals so as not to sabotage my victory or my success, no matter how small. Because I found that small changes made a huge difference in my emotion. 
Because sometimes mm. when you do something and you see that success or a little bit of victory, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you kind of, let me go a little bit further. Let me do a bit more. Right. Maybe I can, you know, I can do whatever. So eliminating and reducing some of the consumptions of some of the stuff I was eating and some of the stuff I was doing to myself was huge, absolutely huge. And then when I walked, I walked, I walked to pray, to meditate, and finding that peace yeah. within myself. Again, that's that emotional side that I need to always recognize that it's there all the time. The physical side, um, I might say, it's, it's easy. That that's gonna come easy, providing you got a handle on that emotional, so that you can yeah. find that that peace that you have within yourself. Even when I walk with others and people are venting and we're talking and we're sharing, um, it comes back to that emotional when you realize that we're out there walking and talking and by the time we're through, someone's got an answer. God has given them a, a, a light in their brain of which way to go just based on because they, they just kind of talked it out. And again, it's that emotional side as we are also at that point doing physical as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So what is what what is emotional fitness or most emotional healthiness to you, Miss Algeri? Um, emotional ha- healthiness has to do with my emotional healthiness. You know, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to Proverbs four twenty six on that one because I want to tell you some of these questions re- had me really thinking through and stuff I never even thought about. Um, ponder. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. So when I start thinking about the idea of the emotional uh, healthiness is that I want to think about my goals carefully. I want to make the decisions. Think about the methods by which I want to conquer um, my greatest fears and prepare to set up my plan and and as close to a permanent basis as possible so that I can have that uplifting before I do the physical part. Because, again, I say to me, once you get online with your uh, emotional healthiness, then the physical is going to just, is just going to be bountiful. Um, wow. but again, mm-hmm. I, I know I might need to make adjustments along the way. Um, then, then I also think about the emotional the fact how I got my husband involved, my, my kids got involved as, as they were growing up. Because, again, I want to be that role model, not only for my family and friends, but anybody who sees me. And then I, I looked, as, and I said earlier, I was looking deep into myself and find out, okay, not only what's in my refrigerator, emotionally, what am I putting on my plate? What are the choices I make when I go to potluck? Do I kick myself when I go when I, as I'm driving home thinking, oh, I know I shouldn't have had that extra um, well, I don't know, extra whatever. That I want to control. Mm-hmm. I want to have that control for those needed changes. I think about my very first um, Weight Watcher meeting. It was right there before Fourth of July, and I'll never forget the lady when she looks. She says, "Well, Aldri, how many rib will you have?" And I'm looked at her thinking, like, oh, I think I have like maybe three or four or five. I don't know. She looks at me and she says, uh, how many ribs will you have? So I said, oh, I saw where she was coming from. And so, again, it gets back to that emotional. I need to make the adjustment and have that control and be happy in my side, inside for whatever choice I make and not to beat myself up. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And what about for you, Miss Sia? What is emotional fitness for you? Miss Sia, did we lose you? Oh no. I th- I think we lost her. So let's let's kind of oh. transition as she gets back on the okay. line. Um let's talk about um what would you say to others who are of the idea that emotional healthiness has nothing to do with physical fitness? I am thinking that the emotional healthiness has nothing to do with physical. Emotional has everything to do with physical. Because I, I think about the fact that if I am not emotionally uh, geared up or set up, the physical won't come very easily. I'm going to be fighting against myself. I'm going to be out there saying, okay, um, the, you know, let's say, I, let's say, for instance, I have a trainer, and they say, I want you to do 10 repetitions on this machine. And if you're fighting against yourself, you'll be telling the trainer in your mind and telling them, I can only do three or I can only do four. Oh, my arm hurts or this hurts or that hurts. So to me, emotionally, you have got to have your idea of who you are, your body, and hopefully you've talked to your doctor. I mean, I can't emphasize that enough to anybody, encourage anybody before you ever start anything physical, um, that you want to make sure that you are physically able. So as long as your doctor says, there's nothing wrong with you physically, then you need to get in that gym or walking or whatever you're doing and give it your all. That's all God has ever asked of anybody. Give it your all when you are when you are doing the works for him or in his glory. Give it your all. Give it out of your heart. And when you give it out of right. your heart and you get emotionally, you know, raised up there, I'm uplifted myself and I and I'm thinking to myself that I am going, to, I am going to, to, to get this weight off because my BMI, I need to get that down because I got kids. They need me. I got a husband that needs me. At that time, my mother-in-law was still alive. My dad was still alive. These people still need me in some form or fashion. Um, you know, so, and I have longevity in my family, too. I should have mentioned that as well. I mean, my dad died at 99, his sister at 102, my uncle at 98. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I take care of this temple that God gave me, I have a chance to keep blessing others that God has given me the gifts to bless with. Oh, you know? I love it. So, Miss Sia, let let me hear from you about emotional oh, healthiness right. or fitness. What is that? What does that mean for you? Can you hear me? Yes. Sure Yay. Can. Boy, that devil, he's so trying it, isn't he? I'm back, though. Yes, he is. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. He's not going to win today, okay? No, Uh, he's showing. With emotional healthiness, emotional fitness, um, I honestly equate that to um, a positive outlook and joy. I say joy because... I believe happiness yeah. is based on conditions. One can be happy Ooh. if their friends are treating them right. One can be happy if they got a mm-hmm. raise on their job. But joy, which is tied into being, you know, emotionally fit and happy, is being positive even if you walk into the job and they say, guess what? 
we're going to have to give you this pink slip. And you walk out and you're mm-hmm. still smiling. Um, if your husband comes home and says, hey, I don't want to do this anymore, you, you're going to fight for it, I pray. But if at the end of it you have to walk away, you still have joy. If you don't have all the money in the bank that you're, you, you want to have, you still have joy. So I, I don't like to always say I'm happy. I'm very joyous because my, my joy is not based on conditions. It's not based on what happens. Um, and I believe that's how you know you're emotionally fit is when situations come your way, you can still remain positive. I try to be positive all the time. It, it can be a struggle sometimes. But I really try when I walk out of these doors of my home, I try to have an aura about me that draws people that they're like, well, well she's happy for whatever reason. I want some of that, you know. Um, and then I can lead into the fitness side of it. But emotional peace, emotional happiness, it's very important. Like I say, it ties in with the mental status. Everything works together. It's a full-body situation. You know, you can't have one without the other. And I know, you know, that's probably something we'll tap into, but it's impossible to have one without the other. Oh, I I love that. I love that. So what did <laughs> – you know, I, that reminds me of the song, This Joy That I Have, The World Didn't Give It To Me. The world oh, didn't give it, the world can't take it away. take it away. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. What would, you say, what would you say to others, Ms. Sia? Um, there are some people who have the idea, especially in church, um, especially in, I'm going to say, the black church, um, if there's such a thing, but the predominantly African-Americans, that, that don't believe your emotional healthiness has anything to do with physical fitness. What would you say to those oh my. people? That, that, that's, it's impossible. Um, like I just stated, it all ties into one another because your emotions drive you. Your emotions drive everything you do. So mm-hmm. if you are sad or depressed, you're not going to want to get up and do anything. We've all been there, have we not? We've all been at a point where we're sad or that's we're right. tired. Oh, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to adult today. I don't want to do this today. So how are you going to drive yourself to even get to somebody's gym if you can't even get out of your bed because you're emotionally bound? Wow, 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 wow. You have to When we say breaking chains and breaking bondages and all of that, it's all all together. It's emotional as well. You can be emotionally bound. You can go through a situation that will have you emotionally bound. Perfect example. Um, if you're dating somebody, you know, and they take you through the ringer, when you come out of that situation, you can still have remnants of that emotional turmoil that you were in. And if you don't heal, if you're not emotionally fit from that situation, when you move on to the next one, you're going to bring all that with you. You have to be emotionally healed to even fix your mouth to say you're spiritually fit. Because it all goes together. It's impossible to say, oh, well, I'm spiritually fit and I'm there and God knows what your mind and your emotions are. A complete mess. It doesn't even go together. It doesn't. It's impossible. It's impossible. I'm actually in totally agreement with you. I'm going to tell you that right now. It, it, they're intertwined. Um, and I'll tell you why it's so important. Because um, Jesus was so um, understanding of how it's interconnected that he decided in Luke 8 
that he was going to heal a woman of evil spirits and infirmities. That was Mary Magdalene. And so mm-hmm. her mind was messed up. So he knew Listen. she couldn't operate the way she needed to operate and how he needed to operate. God needed her to operate if her mind was messed up. I'm reminded yes. of the scripture. He says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your that's mind. That's one of my scriptures. And if, yes, that's one of my scriptures. <laughs> we'll talk yes. about that. Yeah. Romans 12, I believe it's Romans 12 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, transformed by the renewing of your mind. You. It's. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's bigger than you. You have to be whole and healthy in order to be able to minister to others. And mm-hmm. I say minister yep. lightly because I don't want people to get the mindset I'm thinking behind the pulpit. I'm talking about minister to the that's person right, at the gas right. station. Minister to right. the person that's bringing your food in the restaurant. Your mind has to be prepared. You, you have to transform your mind to be just in a positive place, just as you stay to God. Jesus was like, listen, we have to get, and I'm sorry, I speak in layman's terms when I talk about the Bible, and, you know, I talk as if, me and Jesus are walking side by side, and that's my best friend. But he was like, listen, sis, I'm going to have to get your mind right. Because where I'm calling you to go, if your mind's not right, you're going to mess up not just yourself, but a whole bunch of people that's, that's waiting on you. And you don't even know they're waiting on you. So I have to transform your mind and get your emotions in order and in line and in tune with what I'm calling you to do, or else everything is going to fail. So it's got to be in line. It's got to be in line. That's it. I'm, I'm going to stop on that. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, Miss Miss Algeri, can you share some of the scriptures that you had and wanted to talk about for emotional fitness? Did we lose her? I don't know. Did I? I thought she said something. To a couple of things, then while we're waiting for her to get back on, yes, um, ma'am. There are. I want to transition into into spiritual fitness. So when we talk about that, what is spiritual fitness to you, Messiah? Wow, that entails so much. It's it's so open. It's just hard to just pinpoint because it can be so many things. Um, I believe spiritual fitness is not a lot of times we feel like we haven't we're not we haven't arrived we we're not where we're supposed to be um, right. spiritually right. we're not you know as saved as we want to be um but I always go back to the process God has you where he has you for a reason um and I believe it's a daily work I know I know you can sit down and I can ask you what are some things that you need to improve on as far as your spiritual walk with God. And you already know where you need to improve. I already know where I need to improve. I know the things that I need to do to get better. But I believe what we what we fail as God's people is we beat ourselves up so much. We say, well, I can't read the word like so-and-so can read the word. I can't hoot and holler like so-and-so can read the word. I don't know the scriptures. You know, we don't just embrace where, where God has us now because he's called us to be where we are right now. So it's not to be complacent, That's good. but just be That's content good. at that moment where God has yeah. you. Um, and 
just know that it's a daily process. Every day you're going to face situations that's going to bring you closer to God and allow you to be even more spiritually fit. You're going to run this race. It's, it's not about getting to the finish line first. You know, it's just about finishing. And that, that was one of my scriptures as well. It's just about finishing. Um, and I always think about um, the weights. You know, you can't run with weights. But some these weights that we carry, they slow us down as mm-hmm. well as strengthen us. So at some point in time, you have to lose the weight. But while you're running with those weights, it's going to strengthen you in your walk because it's going to make you stronger and build, you know, more tact to deal with things in life. But you don't have to let those weights drop off, but it'll still get you spiritually fit to go where God has you destined to go. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is your purpose. Your purpose is bigger than you, you know. It's way bigger than you. And if we understand that, we we can get through this thing, man. We can really get through this thing. So, uh, say something about that, Miss Algery, about your purpose um, when it comes to spiritual fitness. My purpose with spiritual fitness? Yeah, what she was just talking about, your purpose is bigger than you. You got to keep running your race, you know. I'm sitting there thinking that when the, no I'm no I was here so some somebody was coming in it sounded like a man or something but I wasn't too sure what was going on anyway um, I, I think about my spiritual as as I think Tia was saying earlier when you're thinking about your joy your peace because I think about my happiness my positive outlook on life so that allow others to see the God they say the godliness in me and watching the things that I do. Like, for instance, I, I look at the fact that because of my physical and emotional are, are somewhat intact, then I have the energy then to help and participate in more ministries at my church, for instance. You know, letting, letting God um, use me to do those things that, um, for, you know, the, of his will. He puts things in my path. He puts people in my path, you know, to, to either whether I need to help bring them up, give them up, uplifting some uplifting words and words of encouragement that I look at God keeping my emotion, keep my physicalness where I can actually continue on to, um, to give that encouragement. I mean, th- th- that's how I look at, look at it when I run around, the church all the time. People always saying, you know, you're in so much stuff or you're doing so much or, you know, slow down. I said, well, I can't because I got, you know, so many things to do. There's so much to do and so little time. You know, even the pastor said today in the sermon talking about we have a short time. We need to make everything count. We need to do it for God. We need to make it count. So from a spiritual standpoint, I just want to be uplifting, encouraging, and, um, and having that that positive outlook, you know, letting people see see the the goodness by keeping yourself fit. Are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, that is, and okay. I think it's important because there are so many um, people who don't understand that 
the God wants us to be spiritually fit. He wants to know that we are praying. He wants to communicate mm-hmm. with him that we exactly. are reading his word and building ourselves up. Just as we build our natural muscles up, we have to build up our spiritual muscles so that we understand we are in a fight. But the fight is not right. with us, really. We're just in the middle. The fight is between um, the enemy and God. We just so happen to be heirs, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And so he's mad about where our stand is and what we are and whom we are. And so as a result of that, he'll send out attacks upon us, such as Mm. dropping the lines on a radio broadcast. And we got to know how to (laughs) respond to that, such as, when, when, you know, things happen, we get that pink slip. We got to know how to respond. The only way to know how to respond is if you are cleaning up your spiritual life because mm-hmm. that means you understand the word of God, you know what to use. Many people are trying to use their own might when it comes to spiritual fitness. No, 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 baby boy and baby Mm-mm. girl. We can't fight this thing that way. This is a spiritual fight. The Bible says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, principalities against the rulers yes, of darkness, against spiritual wickedness, and they're in high places. And so that's mm-hmm. why we have to put on the whole armor. What is the whole armor? Start off with the word of God, the sword. We have to have these things in our life, and otherwise we can't be fit. We wonder why we Flip into different things, it's because we do not have that shield of faith on yes. as well. you got to have your shield of faith up. And you guess what? Get your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, meaning that wherever you go, you bring peace. I will tell you, if you go somewhere in peace, the likelihood mm. of them coming on your side is greater. And so oh, we yeah. want to go in and fight battle and, and without compassion, without love, and we want to bully people. Bullying never really got people to the end. What they got in the end was something they didn't want in the first place. Right. <laughs> and so we got to exactly. be careful. We got to be, we be right. careful. I'm going to talk about bullies, boy. Let me tell you something. People of God, we have to be spiritually fit. This thing is getting... Um, harder and harder if you don't have God, if you don't have Jesus Christ, if you cannot call on the name of the Lord in those times where you're struggling, if you cannot declare his word, how Jesus did this thing when he was tested, he said, it is written. (laughs) He Mm. told the enemy, it is written. And so spiritually, we yep. have to have the word. Miss Algery, I want you to share yep. some of those scriptures. Um, I, we're going higher because you two I, I literally have made me um, um, push myself in the gym. I'm talking about um, well, I wasn't <laughs> doing cardio, but now I'm doing more toning now, trying to get some oh, toning yeah. thing and, and increase my cardio. Yeah. So I appreciate you all. all you right. guys are seeing me. But can, for right now, Miss Algery, can you share some scriptures sure. about the spiritual fitness? The spiritual scripture that I took was Colossians 1, 8 through 11. Um, Who also declared unto us your love in the spirit? For this cause we 
For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. That's 8 through 11, Colossians 1. And can you read that First Peter one that you had shared before? Um, I've got a First Peter four through ten. As every man yeah, has received, chapter. yeah. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let me just break that down. If we are, you know, God requires us to be good stewards, stewards over whatever he gives us. He's given us health. How are you going to eat properly, you know? And I have to speak to myself about this constantly. You know, if he's, if he's given us, he's given us a spirit. How are you going to govern your spirit? He's given us emotions, mind, body, mind, body soul. He's, how are you going to take care of those areas of your life? I, let's getting back to emotions real quick, and Miss Thea, I got a question for you. Um, for emotionally, I know a lot of people that will not, just real, absolutely will not think about going to a counselor. Why? If it's a spiritual counselor, let me tell you this way: someone who is spiritually rooted. Talk to me about that, you all. I honestly, I personally think um, that is a stamp in the in the black community and more importantly, the black church. Um, yeah. Cause it's deemed negative, you know, that's AKA, right. Oh, you're crazy. You got to go right. sit on somebody's mm-hmm. couch cause you're crazy. Listen, if, if mm-hmm. that's what you want to call these people, let them call you crazy, but get your healing, get your that's healing. Right. Because at the end of the day, those people don't have to live with in your body. They don't know the struggles that you're going through every day. They don't know that you could possibly be considering suicide because you're in such a depressing state of mind. Who cares? And I know it's hard, and I really got to this place not too long ago where I don't care what y'all think about me. I don't. And I can truly, you know, people will say that all the time. And I can be honest with myself. I would say that back in the day, but I would would care. I would feel some kind of way if somebody, I don't care. Because Sia's going to be healed and Sia's going to be whole because Sia has too much work to do. And I'm not going to let the uh, human that breathes the same breath that I breathe disrupt what God has for me. So if I do need to, if I ever have to go to a counselor, please believe me, I'm going to be the first one making an appointment to sit on somebody's couch. And y'all can talk about <laughs> it. I'm not saying y'all. But, you know, society can talk about me, and I feel like yeah, it's just being yeah. negative. It really is. It's yeah. deemed negative. It's deemed as though um, something is wrong with you. Even me being in the military, we have to fill out, you know, a mental health form. And I guarantee you 99% of those people aren't truthful because there's repercussions to if you say something's wrong or if you've had sad thoughts more than three days. They're going to pull you into office and people want to talk to you, but there's nothing wrong with that. Get your help and get your healing because it's not about mm-hmm. you at the end of the day. People are looking up to you 
to guide them through something. People need you. So be whole. Right. Be whole. So let's, let exactly. me ask you this one question, too. Um, Thea, many many people have stated that most Christians or many, I've read so many different statistics, that, that, that most Christians suffer from obesity. You know, there's all kinds of stats on that. Why do you think this is and what can be done about it? I'm, I'm talking about phys- – so we talked about the emotional side in the church. Now, right. the physical fitness. So let me, add, let me pose this question to you, and you guys can both answer because I know you're going to answer it the exact same way. As soon as church <laughs> is out, what is the first thing we ask? Where are we going, where are we going oh. to eat? You're going to lunch. We're exactly. going to lunch. <laughs> Exactly, and that's number re- number one. That's it. That's what do right. we do? Our diet. We hear the word. Our mo- the most exercise we get is when we shout off the good word, and then after we shout, <laughs> we sound, we finish the word, we do the benediction, and then we go get something to eat. And we're not going mm-hmm. to get anything healthy to eat. We're going to go uh, to Corral, yeah. Olive Garden, uh-huh. Friday, uh-huh. the buffet. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. that's it. And then we go home and take our church nap and yep. get ready for work for the week. And that's our cycle. It's a cycle, a yes. cycle yes. that yes. we continue to stay in so there's never going to be any change. So we're so high in diabetes, obesity, you know, because of this yep. reason. Yep, yep, We're stuck in this cycle. And everybody else is doing it, so what's wrong with it? You know, we're going with our church family, so it's okay. Nobody wants to be the one mm-hmm. to do something different because something's wrong with you. No, I challenge you to be the one that does something different. Yeah. I challenge you, instead of leaving church, go work out, then go get you something healthy to eat. And when I say mm-hmm. something healthy, I don't want you all to think that it has to be salads all day long. My clients eat well. They eat grilled chicken. They eat turkey. They eat fish. They eat shrimp. They don't eat beef, and they don't eat pork. But they eat well. And mm-hmm. we have this mm-hmm. mindset that, oh, well, all I can eat is green green salad every day. And that's not true. Not you true. have to know what you're putting in your body. Be mindful mm-hmm. of what you're putting in your body. You're mindful of everything else. Why aren't you mindful of what you put mm-hmm. in your body? So that's why, and church folks, we're bad for it because we're comfortable. You know, we get to a place where we're comfortable. We're comfortable in our routine and just as long as I'm saved and I know Jesus. Are you going to know him in your most most healthiest state, or are you just going to know him? Because I want to know him in my most healthiest state, and I want to give a real quick testimony about that. I um, recently, December 11th, I had surgery. I had to have an open myomectomy where they had to go in and cut a tumor off of my uterus. Now, let me tell you how awesome God is in this fitness life, saved my life yet again. Um the tumor that they cut off my uterus was the size of a five-month-old baby. My doctor wow. said he had never seen anything that size. And when I tell you, the pictures that I sent you, sis, are a month prior to me having that surgery. I had no wow. signs, no symptoms. I had a flat stomach. And my doctor said it's because of my diet and because of my physical activity. Because it could have been a lot worse. And he was able to preserve my uterus and my ovaries. And I'm sharing this because somebody needs to hear this. Um, He was able to preserve my uterus and my ovaries because the tumor had grown on a stalk. It wasn't directly attached Mm. to my uterus. 
So he was able to go in there and just cut it off. Um, I was down for about six to eight weeks because it's like I had a C-section. I basically had a C-section, but I delivered a tumor. But I don't know how long that thing was on my uterus because I was so in shape. A five, we know what somebody looks like when they're five months pregnant. They have a yes. baby. I didn't have anything. So I said all that to say it's important to take care of your health just as well as it's important with everything else. We don't know what we're battling internally until we go to the doctor. Um, I had no idea it was as big as it was. I had no idea it was that size. Um, but just to go back to what you said, church My folks goodness. were comfortable. You know, we're stuck in this cycle, and, and I just I employ everybody not to be stuck in that cycle. Obesity is not fun. It's not at all because there's so much mm-hmm. that goes into it. You know, you're letting so many people down, your children, your, your husband, your wife, your grandchildren, your coworkers, your friends. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's that. Wow. That First of all, praise God. Praise Dude, God for what? Listen. This, that's a powerful <laughs> testimony, and more people need to hear exactly that mm-hmm. because I am sure some people can't come out with, didn't come out with that testimony from that right. situation. <laughs> right. And so let me also of, say that real quick. On yes, top of that, real yes. quick, and I'll be done with that topic. Um. I just want to tell somebody that God's promise is still good. And I say that to say because God promised me children. And the way the doctors were talking when I went in, oh, we're going to have to give you a hysterectomy, this, this, and that. I said, well, that's not what God told me. And, you know, when people aren't saved, they think you're crazy. So you can think I'm crazy because they already say we're a peculiar people. And I told the doctor, I said, well, that's not what God told me. He said, oh, well, I'm going to have to go ahead and take your uterus out. I said, okay. Well, that's not what God told me. So we ran different tests. Um, come to find out it was on the stock, so I didn't need a hysterectomy. But I said all that to say, if God busts something in you, if he tells you something, don't let it waver. Don't don't let your mind waver and think that it's not going to happen. Because God's promises are still good. He's still going to do it. As long as you stay in his will and stay in his plan, it's going to happen. I promise you it's going to happen. So don't let any situation, what it looks like, is not the end result. And I'm a living testimony. Wow. What it looks like is not the end result. Because God's promise is still good in my life. And I'm holding on to it. Even if you're holding on with a pinky, still hold on to that promise. Because God's going to do it. God is going to do it. Amen. I love that. I love Amen. that. You are, be blessed, people, from that word because that is, that is encouragement and empowerment for you. Encouragement and power. If he promises. He will fulfill yeah. it. He will do it. He will. So let me just ask you. Yes. Let me just ask you, Miss Algery. Um, do you know of any ministries that exist in the Christian world that people can join to help them balance their spiritual, emotional, and physical health? Yeah, but if you don't mind, I wanted to segue back on that question you just talking about the obesity. I just wanted to just sure. throw out a couple of just a few stats that the African American is and this is like this is 2016 um information so by now it's probably a little bit higher anyway that the African American uh is 48.1% obesity that's almost 50% that's huge whereas as opposed to your Hispanic wow. which is 42.5 they're not too far behind cuz we have a very similar diet high in some type of fat and uh so forth 
versus your whites that are 34.5 and Asians that are 11.7. Among the high, um, higher among the middle age, between 40 to 59 years of age, 40%. Adults over 60 is 37%. And young adults, 20 to 39 is 32. So without a doubt, it is definitely our, um, our diet. Wow. And by the way, I do go out, but I do eat a healthy, and like you say, it's not necessarily a salad, but it's some type of lean meat, um, some type of vegetable, something that um, I recognize um, um, that's going to be better better than for my body. And also the fact that that not only do you have, because people go out and eat, the not only is, is your food your food preparation, the type of foods that mm. you're putting in, you're putting a lot of sugars, you're putting a lot of oils and salt. Mm-hmm. Um, you yes, got your ma'am. restaurant, your 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 portion sizes. People get angry because I paid twelve dollars, I want a bunch of food. Well, my thoughts are take that same twelve dollar plate, cut it in half before you even start eating it, put it in the box and take it home for the next day. Do not eat it when you get it home, but put it in the refrigerator for the next day. Your fast food, super size and everything. That's one of the craziest things that I ever heard of, that we need to be sharing our fries. I, I, I taught my daughters that when they were growing up. I said, you're going to be dating? Let him eat the fries. You don't need the extra calories. <laughs> you know, and I think you hit on this earlier, talking about rewarding with food. We reward ourselves with food. No, reward yourself right. with a pair of tennis shoes, some earrings, get your nails right. done. Anything right. positive for yourself besides putting food in your mouth. Anyway, so I just, I, wanted to, I just wanted to, I wanted to add those stats because to me, the, you know, and the fact that one other thing I do want to add where we talked, I think we talked about doing something good. If you're walking three hours or more per week, you can reduce the risk of your heart attack by 35%. Getting in 10,000 steps mm. a day can impact your mm-hmm. high blood pressure and your diabetes. So my thing is letting people know, just do anything, reduce some salt, reduce some sugars, right. you know, see what a half a cup of rice really looks like. I mean, when you do these kind of small changes, they're huge. They're huge, 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 huge. And I'm sorry, I just, yeah. I needed, I needed to add, I need to add those things because to me those are so important. I'm sorry. And can that's I just get back oh, on that just great. really quick? Yeah, um, about good. about the stats. Because um, I believe it's Hosea 4 and 6 that says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't know. That's right. So we're not educated on what to eat and when to eat it and how to eat it. So we're a dying breed because we don't know. But I'm also in the medical field, and a lot of these diseases that are out there, we are not – sometimes it's – we're number one diagnosed. No, we're actually number two diagnosed, but we're number one that passes away from these things. We exactly. Like, mm. like yeah, we're dying. Cancer. We're dying faster than anybody. Right. Cauc- breast cancer. Caucasian women mm-hmm. back. I don't know what year it was. We're number one diagnosed. But guess who was number one dying from it? African American. Mm. Right. And that doesn't right. even make mm. sense. Y'all are number one diagnosed, but we're number one because we're it's a lack of knowledge. We're not going to get these tests. We're not taking care of ourselves spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. Right. So wow. We're dying because we don't know. Yes. If we just right. 
go educate ourselves. We could save so much heartache and pain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because there's, there's so many things I that people can it. do. Like, you know, your salt. You got Mrs. Dash, for instance. I don't want to be talking about brands, but, you know, you've got stuff that doesn't have salt in it that people can be using when they're cooking. Right. And, yeah, it takes a minute to get used to because when I was first diagnosed, I took salt right out of my cabinet. And after that, I don't use salt. And when, I, when something has a lot of salt in it, it, it sings to me. So I push the plate away. I can't eat that, you know. But anything that we can do, just let's say some small steps, small steps, just get started, as Tia said, just get started, then you'll be able to do the rest. Right. That's good. That's really good. Thank you both for saying that and just keep elaborating on that to help us out because, uh, you know, sharing those stats and then giving us some steps that we can continually take. And I say people out there that we can continually take, <laughs> not just right. for a week, mm-hmm. it's about consistency. It's about consistency. Right. So, so kind of lead us, what type of ministries, do you know of any ministries um, in the oh, church? Sure. Oh, yeah. You, you have a lot of your um, um, churches here that actually have the health and wellness ministries that will actually have workshops and they'll talk about health topics. Then, you, then hopefully I'm trying to get them to start some beginning walking programs because walking is free. There's no equipment. You can do it anytime. And I know it's hot here and in Texas, <laughs> but, hey, you right. got the malls. The malls open at 530 in the morning. So um, anyway, um, but you have your IMA, your interdominational ministerial health and wellness. We meet every second Saturday at Grace Temple, for instance. And we'll actually go to any church or any organization and talk practically on any health topic. Uh, we'll make sure that we have a um, um, person that has that expertise. The Coalition of African American Health and Wellness Group that meets once a month, the first Friday at Donald Liggins. And then you have, um, there's a Faith Community Health and Wellness Network meeting I just found out about. Um, and the that are talking about um, different health topics. And, you know, even though it's not Christian, the U of A has a lot of workshop that discusses things like the Sovereign Heart, for instance. They talk about heart um, disease and, and the research and things that are doing. And where I'm coming from from that is people need to know what is out there because the one thing we have as a problem as an African-American, when you go to the doctor, if you don't know what's out there, you can't ask questions. You can't say, well, have you heard about this study over here? Because they've got one right now where if you have a heart attack, they've got a wafer that they'll put right over, and it will hopefully, if they're going to get it done, it's going to heal that um, area that's been um, damaged. But, again, if you don't know about these things, you're going to go in there, and, and they may not be offered. If they talk right. about they have arthritis, you know, um, workshops, conferences, that they talk about all kinds of different things, not just arthritis, but things that are surrounding arthritis, finding out about the cartilage. They're trying to grow where you can get to, you know, you can grow your own cartilage. They're real, they're hopefully they're going to be made within the next 10 years. They're going to be real close on this. But again, if we don't keep in step of what's going on, we don't know what to ask for. We don't, and that's mm-hmm. where the disparity comes into our health. Or hopefully you've got a good doctor that they can have an organization based on your needs because if you've got diabetes, they can maybe send you to 
a place that can help you get started, get yourself on that right road, because then they have workshops that's weekly. Um, and, of course, those who know me, reach out to me. I'll be there to help and because and I'm a great listener, and together we're going to make a plan. I just want you to know that you have the key to your success. You just need a health partner, a family member to help you with that lifestyle change. And that that's what I've been yeah. good about doing for many years. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's awesome. me. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And what about you from your area, Messiah? I'm going to tell you, we have listeners all throughout the world. And so if you can just say a couple of things um, about your area of where people can go that are in, you know, maybe in the, in, in the church and ministry or your ministry. I um I don't know of any churches that have um you know any programs as far as fitness programs as of yet. I know um with my church we're fairly new mm-hmm. so we'll be we'll definitely be implementing something especially if I'm there. Um we'll definitely be implementing something cuz yeah. um, we're going to be a healthy body of Christ over there at Calvary but I do know that even if your church is doesn't have anything, there are many gyms that have programs um, yeah. where they have fit classes. And, again, we we spend money on going out to eat and doing different things because a lot of people say, well, that costs. It does cost, but it's money worth spending. It's definitely money worth spending right. because it's for your health, for your future, yeah. for your life. So um, there are many gyms that have, you know, fit classes or – you know, aerobic mm-hmm. classes, any form of physical activity is better than no physical activity. Um, Amen. So I would just really, you know, encourage you all to try to get involved in something. If there's not anything at your gym, ask. See if you can start something, you know. And if you're here yep. in Houston and, and you want me to come do a class or, you know, do something, send me a, a message or, you know, however you can to get in contact with me and let's get something started because I want y'all to be healthy. I definitely do. If there's nothing at your church, try to get something started or get to a gym until there's something implemented right. at your church because it's important. It's extremely important. Can, can I add one other thing and, on to that? Just real, just real quick. Um, okay, just real quick. Um, when I used to work, um, I would say that I was able to get because again I was an activist and thank you thank you Danzia for my title and uh, health activist I never know what I was <laughs> but um, I was doing that I, when I when I would take a new person before I took them to their desk I took them to the gym I entered literally I introduced them to where they could go work out after work there's no reason to not to keep yourself strong no matter who you were and the other thing I was going to say for those that are over sixty. Don't forget about the silver sneakers. Those who don't know about it, look in, you know, Google it. Um, call call your um, your probably your closest gym and see if you can qualify for the silver sneakers. Because again, that's a, that's a low cost, but it'll get you in that door and it'll get you started. And even if you just you know just start a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. I have one testimony. I'm gonna give a quick testimony that one of the ladies at the church when I first started there, they had they asked me to be a part of or start the health and wellness, which I've done. And I was trying to get a lady to start walking and say, well, I can't walk with my knees, my this. Then I found out about the pool at uh, at the park. I said, well, you know, it sounds like in the morning. It's heated. It's better for your joints. So I had three ladies that go that went up there, got into that pool, and it was about like two or three months later, and one of the ladies came up to me and hugged me. 
She said, Alistair, I'm so happy that you are here because my doctor is ecstatic because my numbers are going in the right direction. Now, mind you, she couldn't walk then, but right now she's encouraged every week. I am so proud of my sister. Anyway, that's my little testimony that I, I want that. to say that, you know, it's, it's those small things that I'm so proud of that I've been able to do with my gift that God's given me. You know, mm, that's, that's powerful awesome. because people do not um, do not understand the power of these testimonies. Well, some people do, but the power of these testimonies that you're sharing really can help others to be encouraged um, to do more, to do better. So I, I am excited about what you guys are doing. I look for more out of you all, and I look for God to use you in your health activistness <laughs> and your personal training, um, being a personal trainer. I, I, I look for more out of that. I want to give you all just a um, a few minutes to just share something else that you would like to share with the with our listening audience. And uh, Miss Algeria, I would like you to go first. Okay. Um, I think the the one thing that that I want to probably want to stress that there is no one size that fits all. Absolutely. I think mean, T. Oh, wow. I can't remember. There is no one size that 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 fits all. Um, wow. That you have to know yourself. You want to know yourself, what you're willing to do and decide on your needed changes. And like I say, I believe in it wholeheartedly. When you make a plan, and like I say, with God's help, he's going to put it in your heart, the plan that's good for you to get you to get started. And like I said, and I tell, and I encourage people, start slow. If you want to, you can walk in the house a little bit, five, ten minutes a day. Then venture out. Like if you can get to a pool, like I had these other ladies who get to a pool because the pool helps with the joint. It help, you know, it, it, it decreases the pressure on the joint. So there's you know activity. Then I have ladies that they can't walk at all. I said, guess what? I can give you a small um, weight, and you can sit down and do some some arm lifts because there's there's certain things that um, I got from one of the um um. She would do. I want to say it's, it's a personal personal type training place here that they did some stretching. They were showing people how to stretch at over sixty because you cannot necessarily get up there and make all the exercise and stuff. But they have a lot of stretching. You can do that. So I really encourage those keep the body moving, stretch. You, you know, you can you, you can be surprised what you can do by talking to your doctor because they can even potentially. Um, line you up with a physical therapist, line you up with somebody who can show you some things that won't harm you, won't hurt you, but will get your body moving. So that's, so that's the main stuff. thing I really want. I really want to, I want to stress to people that, you know, do it for yourself. If you don't do it for anybody, right. do it for yourself with God's help. Pray to him because he's going to give you the strength. God knows. I pray every day. I pray for people. And I pray for him to give me the strength just to keep going, to do his will. And when you're doing that, God's going to look at you and say, this is what I want you to do. Nurture my temple. Nurture my temple. And and then that way you can continue to praise him. That's like he's a, it's a win-win. You know, you pray, 
you exercise, and you praise God. Amen. I think that's all I've got. I love that. See ya. Um, I will just leave you all with this. Um, three points, and we know three is God's signature. So um, mm-hmm. first thing I want to say is take that first step. That's most important. Get out there. Do something. If it's getting your girlfriends in the neighborhood to go walking with the kids, y'all are pushing the strollers. Do something, and it will change your life drastically, I promise you. So that's my first point is just get out there and do something. Um, secondly, I want to really diminish this misconception of weight training. Um, weight training for women does not make you look like a man. It does not we're not structured to be built like men. So it's okay to pick up weight. And if you're listening, I just want you to know for weight loss, if you use weights for weight loss, use high reps. Do 20 to 25 reps with low or medium weights, 5 to 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay? That'll help with weight loss. If you're trying to tone your, your body, use medium reps anywhere from probably about 15. 15 reps is good with medium weight. That will give you a good tone. Cardio can be anything. Everybody doesn't have to do cardio on the treadmill. You can do the Stairmaster, the elliptical, or what I call or what's called a high-intensity interval training. Do circuits of different things, jumping jacks, um, mountain climbers, high knees, you know, jump rope. All that is considered cardio and will burn calories as well. And my last Mm. point is your spiritual man. Make sure you take care of your spiritual man. Um, Keep him whole and keep him healthy because if your spiritual man is not 100%, everything we talked about doesn't even matter. So make sure he's first and foremost. Make sure you're first and foremost. Always put yourself, um, make sure you deposit into yourself first because you can't minister or give to Mm -hmm. other people if you're empty. You can't pour anything from an empty cup. So make sure you're full each and every day before you try to minister to anybody else. And that's just in life. So those, that's that's it. That's all I have as far as that. That's my closing. It's all right. It's all right. That's my closing. Time for the offering. Where is the offering? <laughs>
with attention to how you eat, when you eat, definitely, mm. and even where you eat. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, yes, can, yes, yes. you can do this. And I'm not just talking about um, natural foods as well. I'm also talking about where you go for counseling, who's around you, who are your friends, you know, defeating your emotional state. Who, where are you yes. going in the body of Christ? Are you going to right. the wrong people, the wrong congregation, the wrong pastor that God didn't That's tell right. you to go to? It all intertwines. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if we real, we will live full lives if we can do better about our holistic health, holistic health. And so I'm grateful for yes. the two of you. Um, I pray that more happens in your life in this particular area. And thank you for allowing God to use you in this area. It is, I'm going to be sharing this quite a bit on Facebook throughout this week because I'm telling you, we're dying because we're just not taking care of ourselves. Right. Yes, 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 yes. We're just not taking care of ourselves. And it's it's critical. Um, I I can't even stress enough. It's critical. And I've been on that yo-yo, you know, effect. I've gone through it, you know, mm-hmm. you get down because something happens with your body right. I mean, while I was exercising, um, and then I, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but uh, many things have happened, and then your body kind of gives out or something happens to your body, maybe it's a tear or something, I don't know, things happen, we get discouraged, yes. but if you get emotionally mm-hmm. fit, you'll work through those or get the right tools so you can work through that, because you can't Amen. work through certain hurts. Mm-hmm. You can do the physical yep. therapy, you know, just got to go to the uh-huh. right people, know what to do, know how to do, ask, talk to people, share your story. Someone is there to help. I just want to encourage people. Someone is there to help you. And there's yes. two women right yes. there yes. who can yes. help you. Algery Wilson. Yes, it down. Yeah, that's right. And Sia Babani, uh-huh. let me that's tell it. you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say again? Yes. You know, I, my last name, I know you hesitated on it. I did because <laughs> I heard a, I heard um, some background noise. I wasn't sure if there was someone talking to me too. So it's so important, you all, to make sure that we take care of ourselves. I I want to um, see. I want you to just close out in prayer, and then um, I would like for you to share um, if you have it, Miss um, Algeri. Just one quick thing, last thing on physical fitness, just one more thing to share, a statistics or whatever it is, and then I will close out. But if you can pray real quick, Sophia. Absolutely. Um, dear Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. First of all, just thanking you for this time, Lord God. We thank you for this fellowship of being able to share our stories about our physical journey, spiritual journeys, our emotional journeys, oh God. Um, we thank you for the host and the vision that you have put in her, that you have birthed in her to reach so many people to be a blessing, oh God. We ask that you allow this broadcast to reach thousands, Lord God. Allow it to touch somebody. Yes, Lord. Allowed to just change one, oh God. We know that we have done your will and your work, God. We ask that you just bless those that are listening. Allow this to be a changing point in their life, oh God. Allow this to be a moment where they're like, I need to really change what I do, God. Allow something to click so they can transform their minds and everything else will follow, God. We trust you for the outcome. 
We trust you for the word that you have birthed in us, oh God. We trust you for the promises that are still good, even though we may not see them. Yes. We ask that you just bless each and every person on this broadcast, all three of us, oh God. Allow us to continue to be the light. Allow us to continue to minister to your people, oh God. And we just thank you for this opportunity, and we ask that you just continue to pour into us what we are supposed to give to your people until we meet you again, oh God. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, you want me to go ahead? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, the couple of things that I that I meant to, to talk about is the fact that um, as much as possible, and like I said, I know everyone, they fall off the horse every once in a while, but don't kick yourself. Just get back up on your path and say, Lord, give me more strength. And stop that frying. That frying, that frying, that fried chicken, that frying <laughs> pork chops. Oh, no, no, no. And fried, what's that, fried um, popsicles and ice cream and Snickers. Fry, all that fried stuff. No, 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 no. But I want to talk about emotional. I want to talk about emotional eating because sometimes, I mean, that was, that was my, that was my journey for sure. Emotional eating in the very beginning is you want to have an accountable partner to talk things over because you want to understand why you're eating because if you can kind of understand it so that you can start praying and talking, like you're saying, and talking to someone that you can get into the issues so you can get into perspective and start that healing process. Take a walk. When you're thinking about eating, go take a walk. I want to talk about overeating real quick. Have a cutoff time. Like 6 p.m. is a good time to say, you know, dinner should be done. Then slowly eliminate your your late night um, snacking or eat some raw vegetables. Drink plenty of water because believe it or not, if you have water, before your meal, a lot of times you may not even eat that much. As you go after dinner, go for a walk. Again, allow your your brain chance to tell your stomach you're full. Because a lot of times people will just eat and oh, I'm still hungry. But no, you haven't given time for your brain and the stomach to connect. And excuses, not making a lifestyle change, make you a priority. Me time. Remember that that was my coin phrase. Me time. Don't let anyone or anything get in the way. If something comes up, no worries, because emergencies do happen. Just be sure to get back on the path. And if, and if you're someplace that you can, walk a little bit, do some sit-ups. You can do a push-up on the wall. I can, I can show you how to do a whole lot of stuff. And see, you can, too, that, you, that, that, that while you're standing there waiting on something. You know, you can do, like, little mini squats when you're standing there waiting at the, at standing in line. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at TV. You can be doing stuff, believe it or not. But anyway, those are the kind of things I want people to to get their minds set into. That if I well, I didn't exercise, you can still do something, even if you can't get to the. You can still do something. Take bands with you if you go to if you, when you go on vacation. I love it. Okay, that's me. That's a wrap. I love it. Thank you, you guys. I, okay, I got so much. <laughs> Yeah, T and I, but we got so much. We're just, we're just bursting at the seams. So tap into it, y'all. <laughs> well, then we'll have to bring you back, both back on another time. Then that'll be great. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for you, this opportunity. I appreciate. Yeah, this it. has been yeah, this has been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Awesome. I am. I'm extremely excited for you both, and thankful and grateful because people need to hear this. And I plan on doing this.
um, probably every couple of months. So I will definitely have you both back on. Listen, I want to leave you all with this on tonight. Grateful for my guests, Audrey Wilson and Sia Babanjo. Babanjo. Did I do that right, Sia? You know I keep messing it up. Absolutely. That was perfect. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So we just, I'm grateful for both of them. If you check out my Facebook page, Dancia Jones-Morris, we like it. You can follow them. I will have things posted regarding them and the different things they're a part of over the next week. I know some of you asked me to refer you to different people, so I'm going to be referring you to them to check out some things. I believe both of them are on Facebook. If you're on my personal page, you've seen that. But if you're on my um, My um my other page, you have not seen that. So make sure you check them out and follow them. They have businesses and so forth. You can see it on there. Listen, you have been with Kingdom Authority, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. I am your host. Every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. For those of you, my my um West Ghanans, family. Thank you so much for joining on tonight. And those of you in the Brooklyn area, thank you so much for joining on tonight. It's a privilege to come every Sunday and have you all listen to this. I'm excited about your life and your fitness. Listen, let me leave you with this as we close out. Fitness is like a relationship. You can't cheat and expect it to work. You got to work at it. All right. (laughs) I thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority. Um, thank you again, um, Sia and Aldri. You all have a good night. You too. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.